0: Previously on the Winners Club. Welcome, Shime. Uh, we are back. It Yay! has been a, a long time since we, we said we will not bring Winners Club back unless hell freezes over. Hell is frozen over. Mud is not here. Mud is down picketing at the State House yep, instead of for the, for the gambling bill to go through. But if there's one thing I've learned, Shime, in the last three months is that you and I started working with Andy Gresh. Do not waste your listeners' time. So we're not going to waste your time. We're not going to waste your time. We're, we're going to run through we're, this. We're going to get right into this. Like I said, and it's not, not here. because we
1: have something else to do. It's just that we just we don't want to waste your time today. Right.
0: We don't want to waste your time. It has nothing to do with me being selfish and wanting to go to lunch and drink beer with Chris Shime and Rich Keefe and Andy Gresh. That of will come not. at a different time. But, yeah. So we're back. We're back, Winners Club. We're going to do a couple episodes leading up to the regular season in the NFL 2021, year three of the Winners Club podcast we're going to start off with some over-unders. We'll do Patriots, and then Sham. and I will each give our three best over-unders. Shine, we'll start with Patriots. Over-under, we're using DraftKings numbers here as well. So, you know, you look in different places, you might get some different numbers. As of now, as of an hour ago, unless some monumental thing has happened, we found out Nelson Aguilar was a virgin or something in uh, the yep. line. I can shift the line for uh, sure. Patriots over under nine and a half. Krishan, where do you land?
1: I'm gonna go under. I don't. Th- I I am on the uh, the end of the spectrum where I don't think this Patriots team is nearly as good as a lot of other people. Uh, especially the quarterback situation is just not great with Mac Jones or Cam Newton. I really don't think it matters. I think they're gonna suck either way. Uh, I'm kind of leaning more towards a set and 10 record so i'm i'm definitely gonna go under the nine and a half here i wouldn't be shocked if they hit the nine like mm-hmm. i think being nine and eight is reasonable but like i think that's their ceiling i
0: hate this extra game this extra it's, game is messing me with everything so as far especially going through these numbers and i hey if, if you were coming here for biting and scratching you're gonna get it because christian i disagree with you i'm on the petri it's over nine and a half a little better number there it's at plus 105 right now uh, I just think the fact that they have to play the AFC East, they get to play the NFC South, which is slowly turning into kind of a bad division. Very much so. Atlanta's defense is going to be really bad. We'll get to them a bit later. New Orleans is looking down, especially if they end up trading Michael Thomas. Carolina probably won't be great. They're I think fine. the Patriots are better than there. Uh, Chargers, we may talk about later. They play the Cowboys as well. We don't know what the Cowboys will be. But for me, the Patri- I think the Patriots' defense is going to be good. I think the upgrades that they've made are enough to propel that. But part of this for me is that I think Cam Newton is going to be in, sorry, I think Mac Jones is going to be in the starting lineup sooner rather than later. And I know you're, we disagree twice on this because yes. you you disagree on the over under total at nine and a half year. I'm over Shime is under. And you disagree on the fact that, A, Mac Jones is good, and B, he'll be in the lineup er sooner than later. For
1: months now, I have been telling people Mac Jones isn't good. I said it before the draft, before the Patriots even took him. I was out on Mac Jones. I thought it was asinine that he gets taken in the top 10. He didn't go in the top 10. Uh, He did end up getting taken by the New England Patriots, though. So now I I am... Torn beyond belief because this guy I don't believe in is now going to possibly be our starting quarterback. Uh, I agree. I, yeah, you're right. I, I think he's going to be in later in the season. Mm-hmm. I think Cam Newton is going to be there the vast majority of the time. I don't know why Belichick has this allegiance to Cam. He didn't draft him. He, he's only had him on the team for a year. Him. He's a good guy. He loves him. Yeah, and I'm not really That's sure. Like what the Raiders
0: do with every single one of their draft
1: picks. Yes, yeah, for exactly. Get a firm
0: handshake, so we'll overdraft him by three rounds in
1: the Perfect. first round. Yes, good job, Mike Mayock. <laughs> so, the, and I, I, so and so I just I don't see this Patriots team winning more than like nine games.
0: So I'm over because I think I think Mac Jones is gonna be in sooner rather than later, even though he's a rookie, I do think he is the rookie, aside from Trey Lance, if Trey Lance were to play right away, which I don't think he is going to. I think Mac Jones is the rookie that is in the best situation. He's going to have a top five offensive line. He's going to have two tight ends, assuming the second of the two is injured or is healthy, which I know is up in the air right now. Uh, Damian Harris, I think Damian Harris, Sony Michelle are going to be a great running back duo. I think he is in the best situation of any of the potential rookies. And I, that's a whole separate conversation from mm-hmm. whether the Patriots will go over under nine and a half wins. But I think, like I think, I really think they can sneak over, and I don't know. It's gonna take years before we understand what the perception of like a ten and seven record is. Like, are we gonna view ten and seven the way we used to view like a nine and seventeen yeah. or an eight and eight? Like, I I don't know.
1: Or is it more like a ten and 16 Right.
0: So it's hard to. See. So I'm so I'm going over on the Patriots nine and a half. Shime's going under. So like I said, we'll each give our three best over unders uh, on this season. And I was so far the the theme of the show is Natalie and Bruglia's torn Shime. So yep. Shime. What do you got as your first over-under?
1: Uh, my first one, and I think we're kind of in lock in this one, or at least we were a little bit ago. Uh, this is the L.A. Rams. Uh, right now the line is 10.5. You actually got some juice since the last time. So the last time we actually talked about this briefly on the Gresham Keith program. Uh, I believe they were at like plus 105 for the over. It's now up to plus 120, and I assume that's because of the Cam Akers injury, right. which makes sense. But I think overall to the entire scope of the team – It's not going to be... Like, does it hurt the team? Sure. But I don't think it's going to be... A devastating loss for the Sean McVay offense. I think Henderson will be fine. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they go sign some guy off the street. They have Nick Funk, who who seems Nick to be Funk. getting some hype. Play that
0: funky music. Nick Funk. I don't
1: want to talk about Is training camp. Is CJ Anderson up, on his couch somewhere? Yeah, probably. Probably. Like they'll find. They could. Slayton's they out could there. bring back Todd Gurley. He's available. Like yeah. there's a lot of guys out there that they could probably go grab to kind of fill in the role and kind of make a committee with Henderson. But I think overall this might be one of the best defensive units. In football. I think Matthew Stafford is such a major upgrade over Jared Goff that this team immediately wins two more games because of that. And so I, I kind of think that a 12 and 5 record seems right about accurate mm-hmm. for this team. So 10 and a half for me was just too low. Uh, so I, I'm easily going to go over on the Rams here.
0: Yeah. And uh, after this one, because this is, this is my favorite pick in the entire league. So I'm yeah. going to, we'll, we'll both do this one here and then we'll, we'll probably part a bit after this. But the thing about Stafford, too, and we always talk about on this show, especially when giving over unders going into a season, is uh quarterbacks playing in a play action offense we always say shanahan tree i guess this would this would be shanahan tree but the one thing we always harp on is like the second year in a play action heavy offense such as aaron Rodgers with the packers last year which that was one of our overs last season was was uh the the packers over which hit uh hit real good oh yeah but the the thing about matthew stafford is that just because it wasn't a guy known for being a a Shanahan tree guy doesn't mean he didn't run a lot of play action. That's Daryl Bevel. Yep. So this is really Stafford's like third or fourth year in a heavy play action exactly. offense. If you knock out the season, that and he's on
1: top of that, this might be the best weapons core he's ever had around For sure. him.
0: Aside from Calvin Johnson, maybe yes. that alone outside is, of Calvin Johnson, he alone is, is the best. Yeah. I know they have a question at center as well. They don't really know what's going on there. But flipping over to defense as well, and you said it like this is going to be one of the best units, and no team has been better at just grabbing guys in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round and cycling them your in. Your Troy and Hills, them be... your
1: John Johnson. Yeah, so zero, Troy Hill like... and
0: John Johnson are gone. Perfect example. Last year they take Jordan Fuller in the sixth round, nailed it. Incredible yep. safety. He's going to fill. He'll fill. He'll fill the the John Johnson role just fine. They've got one of my favorite like vague position battles in the NH- in the NFL this year, especially in free agency, is the Terrell Burgess versus Taylor Rack. <laughs> battle for the other starting safety spot for the Rams. I'm so in on it. Their 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 center thing is interesting as well. They've got a bunch of interior linemen, none of which are really natural natural centers, uh, fighting for the center spot. So whatever. I trust them to deal with that. I trust them to do, to deal with this as well. Yep. But I'm just like I, I'm intrigued by the Burgess versus Rap battle. And the only the only other note I've I've got on them is that their special teams wasn't great this past year. They bring in Joe D. Camillus from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. They actually have like a top 10 special teams unit. And I yeah. mentioned that on the air a couple weeks ago. Gresh was like, I know that guy. He's a great, great special teams coordinator. Yeah. So I trust them to turn that around as well. 10 and 5 is low for this team, especially yeah. plus 120. Send the over right now before, it's, they, it's before ha- they realize it's dumb.
1: Yeah, like barring a Matthew Stafford injury, this 10 and a half has to hit. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey alone on the defensive side of the ball is a huge plus. And then the Stafford upgrade is immeasurable. So uh, my second pick here. Um, you just actually, you've actually mentioned a couple guys on this team already or formerly on this team. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go over six and a half here. Okay. I think this is one of the most... The more improved rosters in football, Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is such a massive upgrade at the quarterback position alone. Travis Etienne kind of can can come in, and I think in a nice committee with James Robinson can be really, really good. And I think as long as DJ Chark doesn't let this hand injury linger, which it doesn't sound like it will, he might even be good to go for week one, this wide receiver core is not going to be bad. Uh, Lavishka Chenault is ripping up camp right now uh, from every report. Uh, Marvin Jones is very familiar with with the Daryl Bevel system, who is now their offensive coordinator, which I think Trevor Lawrence will play well in. Um, I I think that they may struggle a little bit defensively, but I think ultimately for me it comes down to the division is so weak and their strength of schedule. I want to say they have have one of the fifth easiest, five easiest schedules in the league this year. Um, and, And I mean, off the bat, I believe they start Houston, Denver, Arizona, Cincinnati. They could theoretically be 4-0 and mm-hmm. after four weeks, and, sure. and you're already almost at the six-win mark. And they get to play the Texans twice. They play the Colts twice. They play the Titans twice. The Titans' defense kind of stinks this year. Uh, their offense is good. But, that I mean, again, you can steal one of those games. So I think, ultimately, the Jacksonville Jaguars have a very easy schedule with a lot of improvements. I expect Trevor Lawrence to be pretty good. So I'm going to go with the over Jaguars uh, six-and-a-half.
0: All right, the first one I'm going to give you here is a team that has a former, a Belichick disciple as head coach and appears to be imploding before our eyes in training camp. And that would, of course, be Joe Judge's New York Giants. Nice. Originally, when we did this segment on Gresham Keith a few weeks ago, I looked at this and I was like, oh, everyone's underrating the Giants. Like, we could take the over on this. Upon further review, under sevens plus 110, they have to play the Broncos, the the rest of their division, the NFC South uh, and the AFC West. Now, for me, it all starts with offensive line, and I say that as a mm-hmm. caveat because I think their defense is going to be really good. Agreed. Like Washington, their secondary defense,
1: was low key one of the best in the league for last sure.
0: Year. And what's their DC's name? Patrick Graham. Yep. Excellent defensive coordinator. They bring in. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I apologize. Aziz Ojulari could be uh, one of the steals of the draft. They got him in the second round.
1: Yeah, he was, and he was slated uh, after uh, with all the mock drafts I did. He was very, very high up. Like end of the first round right. kind of thing. So this is a great pick for them. And I'm
0: not saying just the second round pick is going to completely change their pass rushing woes, but yep. that's the one thing they needed on defense is they needed some pass rushing talent. So they get that. But as we've seen in previous years with other teams, it happened to the Browns in 2018, it very specifically I remember it happening with the Giants in 2017 was like, "Oh, they're going to have this amazing defense, they've got these weapons on offense, but the o-line stinks and it yeah. tanks the entire operation." So that's part of it because I'm not sure that their o-line is going to be like dead last in the league. So Andrew Thomas is coming back. He was a very high draft pick last season or two seasons ago and it was so it was sort of a yeah it was this past season and it was it was sort of a tale of two halves from like he had a slow start of the season there might have been a covid thing in there at some point then he sort of got better in his second half so he should improve in his second year as a top 10 pick nate soldier's coming back shane lemieux brian baldinger said shane lemieux is like the breakout candidate of the of the Giants, but he had kind of like a bad year as a fifth round guard. So there's way too many question marks on the O-line for me to trust it. Now there are ways that an offensive coordinator can help a quarterback who has a bad offensive line. Unfortunately, their offensive coordinator is Jason Garrett, so he does none of those things. They don't use any play action at all. They never use pre-stat motion. They're out there at camp practicing uh, Daniel Jones to Kenny Galladay, like end zone fades. The play that that works all the time in the NFL. Oh, yeah, big time. Very high high clip right there. And I mean, even coming off of last year. They were, they were dead last in pass block win rate anyway. So uh, just going off of their schedule and where that core deficiency is on their offense, being on their team, being the offensive line and Jason Garrett's stupidity, I've got the Giants under seven. Sean, your next one.
1: Uh, my next one is a team that I actually kind of I- I'm excited to get to root against for the first time. I, like, I've always liked rooting against them. That's not fair. But, like, I get to actually watch them probably not succeed. That'd be the New Orleans Saints. I'm not a huge Saints guy. I'm not a huge Sean Payton guy. Uh, right now, they're over-unders at nine. That's way too freaking high. They have a quarterback battle going on between Jameis Winston and and freaking Taysom Hill. Um, by the way, your best player... The ants
0: fighting the roaches.
1: Your best player, Michael Thomas, is now out for probably the first five weeks of the season, and there's a giant rift between him and the entire organization. So who knows if he even wants to play for you this year. So, and the defense, I mean, they lost a ton of pieces. They lost Trey Hendrickson. They lost uh, Sheldon Rankins. They lost Patrick... The... Uh, uh, the guy that the cornerback that just retired, Patrick Robinson. Thank you, Patrick Robinson. I wanted to say Patterson, and I knew that was wrong. Uh, Patrick Robinson, they lost, so they're looking for a corner, and they have zero money. They weren't really able to add anything. All they added was Quan uh, Alexander. That's it. Like, and you lost Emmanuel Sanders. So right now, your number one receiver is Marquez Callaway. Uh, it looks like that Taysom Hill may actually start the season. And last year, when Taysom Hill was starting games. Alvin Kamara sorry, a massive decrease in touches because Taysom Hill was just poaching a lot of red zone touches. And the guy who might be the most consistent red zone scorer in all of football and Alvin Kamara is losing touches to Taysom Hill. Like, this is... This is just primed for an absolute disaster of a year in New Orleans. Uh, and I'm here for it. So I'm going to go under 9 for New Orleans.
0: You don't think this is the Traquan Smith breakout season? Four, no. Fourth year in a row? It's Can't coming. confirm.
1: It's not going to happen.
0: It's, coming, it's finally coming in these years. All right, last one for me. And I've got a few on here that I'm like, uh. I'm kinda of leaning one way or the other. It's kinda of hard. Like Broncos, Chargers, Colts, Falcons, Jets are a few that I'm thinking about. But I'm like I can I can come up with more arguments against myself. One team I cannot come up with any arguments against myself is the Las Vegas Raiders at under seven at uh, minus one oh five. It's not great value, but as far as like one of my best picks, I think they are going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. They lost all they their three planet linemen. Uh your Trent Brown, your Rodney Hudson, your Gabe Jackson all gone all gone so I don't know who the hell they're even playing their defense was bad to begin with they lost all of their saving graces on defense Year Arden Key uh Maurice Hurst they had to cut all of them for cap purposes so even the good players on that defense are gone and like I said before they're just drafting all these all these high picks and then with, signing
1: Kenyon Drake to yeah. a stupid contract like
0: Cleveland Farrell they drafted they drafted what like fifth overall fourth and, overall yeah and yeah super high and and they're the same season they drafted Max Crosby in the fourth better round, than round, like same position better than the guy they draft, and then the the Damon Arquette thing Mayock's already ripping him in the media now they need a brutal. first round pick on him Alex Leatherwood is the first round pick of the week for, the, for them this year oh boy they overdrafted him by about a round and he's yep. gonna he's expected to come in and I guess be like a saving grace on this offensive line that they just lost three like all pro players and so, they lost a
1: receiver in Nelson Aguilar Nelson I mean they Aguilar added John gone. Brown but yeah
0: that's, okay I, I, I do trust Henry Ruggs to improve a bit when the deep targets are more so going to him than they were to like your Aguilar and your uh Edwards what's that guy's name something Edwards Brian Edwards Brian Edwards but the problem is I don't think Derek Carr is going to have time to get it there and Derek Carr definitely is a guy and most quarterbacks will like this to be fair Derek Carr when he has a good offensive line He's good under he's pressure. he been
1: really good.
0: Yeah, he's good under pressure when he has a good offensive line. When he has, and like I said, most quarterbacks, this isn't necessarily just besmirching. De- the good name of uh, the Derek younger brother Carr. of David Carr, yep. who famously did not do well with bad offensive
1: he lines. He did not.
0: De- Derek Carr is going to have to deal with just uh, free runners at him from all directions. And like I said, like, it's one thing if he were to play hero ball and do it himself with a good defense. The defense is going to be bad, too. It's going to be really bad. And they've got to play Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Miami, the Chargers, the entire AFC West, the the entire AFC North, the Colts. That's a tough schedule. Seven. So I'm slamming the Raiders under seven. One more for you, Sean?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'll give you a fourth one here. Uh, oh, sorry.
0: I thought you, I lost count. You don't get to four. We're out of time. Okay. We're sorry. 20. The Walking Dead episode. 10 minutes in, 10 minutes out. By that, oh. I mean 20. So.
1: <laughs> okay, that's what?
0: Well, 10 minutes in takes 10 minutes. If you wanted the other the fourth, 10 minutes out. I had a fourth, but I didn't plus need to. i got like eight on here. Yeah. We can go forever. But we're going, for, we're going for brevity. But recap uh, Patriots, I took the over on the Patriots 9.5. And, and then my three best were uh, Rams over 10.5, Giants under 7, and the Raiders under 7.
1: And uh, I'm going under on Patriots 9.5. And, and then I have the Rams over 10.5, the Jaguars. Over six and a half, and the uh, New Orleans Saints under nine.
0: Hell yes! Well, that'll do, my friend. First episode back. We're not. Yeah, We we'll probably do. Ooh, we drop, we dropping cuss.
1: I said freaking.
0: Oh, okay. Don't
1: worry. I thought frickin we were cussing. Yeah, man.
0: If you started cussing, I'm gonna start cussing on All the right. show. Well, so, man, man, give like, us a we, week. We might have some Bible belt listeners, though. This is a podcast. This isn't on terrestrial radio, true. so
1: we got to be careful. I know we
0: do. We'll have to regain our fan base in Florida.
1: Oh, I, I am
0: Ricard. Well anyways, uh Mutt will be joining us at some point uh in the preseason, at least by week one. Uh we got some fun stuff we're planning for the podcast this year for the Winners Club, which is essentially going to become an arm of the Gresham Keith program featuring myself and Shime, maybe a cast of thousands, uh millions of fans obviously Absolutely. interacting all the time. Yep. So you gotta hit up the social Stopping us on the street. at, at Shime Time, at Anderson at Winners Club Pod. Hell, even at Grash Keefe. Gresh Keefe. Grash Keefe. Grash Keefe. Grash Keefe. At Keef. Gresh Keefe. Keef. And if you've got any over-unders, uh, you want to react to ours, tweet us in those places. And, chime as we end every episode, this is a family.
1: This is a family. Uh, there are a multitude of podcasts. There's less now there's than there three. were once. Three but others. But there's, there's a few. Uh, most importantly, hashtag dork, hosted by uh, none most other than Rich Keith and Brian Davey. <laughs> Uh, and then the other uh, podcast I believe still alive is the foe Show
0: Bradfo Show and the Off Day podcast oh, Ryan Hannibal day and pod, Andy Hart true. especially during the preseason you gotta Our listen to that because they they're, they're doing some deep dives on like very niche position battles amongst like the Patriots 53 man roster
1: Winners Club may not have been running much uh, without football season but if you were tuning into the Off Day pod you would have heard me a bunch around draft time uh, I was on with Hart and Hannibal breaking down all the position groups and you
0: said everything correct as well so
1: I crushed I crushed the draft I absolutely smacked I made that thing my bitch not to cuss but i oh, we're I, cussing we're a, cuss, we're a pro it.
0: cuss podcast i crushed the it. first ever pro cuss
1: podcast absolutely smash guys
0: so we'll be back we'll be back next week hopefully with mud he's down there unless he gets arrested on the steps of the capitol <laughs> trying demanding we uh we legalize sports betting we'll see we'll be back next week maybe some mvp maybe some division stuff we'll see where it goes yeah. anyways here's torn by natalie and Bruglio. Bug- so
1: I can't hear myself, so you're just gonna have to be the judge of the uh, volume.
0: That's fine. Do you want to stick? I'll stick this guy on there. If you don't, if you don't mind using mine. Nope. Because I'm mine's beautiful and yours isn't. All right. How about that? That could mean two things.
1: Is mine better now? (coughs) Am I less (coughs) poppy? All
0: right. Coming at you in three, two, one.